Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, guys, I am so freaking excited to share this episode with you. I have struggled with my personal relationship with food and figuring out how to eat mindful for pretty much my entire life. Like, the first memories I have with food were me staring at my brother at the kitchen table wondering, how can I eat as much as he does or less than he does and be so much bigger? And so I think around, like, nine or ten whenever I think third grade whatever age you are in third grade okay that's when my relationship with food started to be distorted I started to wonder why I was bigger I started to compare myself I wanted to start dieting I literally was like well maybe if I just stop eating I'll lose weight and two-thirds of women struggle with their relationship with food they struggle with tuning into how their bodies actually feel. Are you hungry? Are you full? Are you craving things? Why are you craving things? Like we're so out of touch with what our bodies need and what our bodies are craving because they need the nourishment rather than tune in. Most of us use dieting, restriction, you know, counting calories. We, we, turn to these things because we're just at such a loss. We have so much noise from the social media streams, from the media. We have all of these external triggers that are telling us we need to count, we need to restrict, we need to need to eat the wrong things, we need to... There's so much noise that when it actually comes to tuning in what our bodies need, we're just not, we're not equipped to do it. And so I'm creating this episode. I created Hungry for Healing, my course, both for the same reason. I want to help you guys really start to be able to tune in why you're hungry, if you're hungry, how to slow down and really be mindful during meals and how to start tuning into what your body needs. And so I'm going to walk you through from the meal time to leading up to the meal to the energy around the meals of why you may be struggling to tune in and how to how to really increase your awareness in this episode. So let's start with planning ahead. This is I think this is key. That old saying, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, is is so true. Like, I think about the times when I have missed a meal or I skipped breakfast because I've been in a rush or I didn't drink water all day and I get to my meal, oh, hiking days for me. Literally, I will leave the house, I'll have breakfast. If I forget a snack or a meal to bring with me when I hike and I get back to my house, I ate breakfast at 8 and I get back to my house at 4 p.m. I am so hangry. I will eat like four meals worth of food before I can even think about how full I am. 
And so that's just an extreme example of when we're skipping meals and we're skipping snacks and we're not eating consistently throughout the day, how it can lead to us overeating or binge eating or eating so frantically and quickly because we're so starved that we will blow through any sign or symptom of fullness. And so that's number one is plan ahead, have regular meals, have regular snacks, really tune in throughout the day. Are you drinking water? Are you sleep deprived? Are you over caffeinated? So your blood sugars are all over over the place. And so you're feeling really hungry all the time. Like start to notice when you're having more cravings and when you're feeling more frantic around meal times or you're more hurried around meal times because you've missed a meal or a snack throughout the day. Um, the second thing is when you actually sit down to your meal, there's a couple things you want to do before you actually eat is number one, notice your energy. Like, are you sitting down to this meal? You're in the middle of your work day. You're, you're running around, you're frantic, you're doing all the things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I need to eat, but I have to hurry because I have to get back to work. I have all these things to do. So you shovel your food in, in about 20 seconds and you're back to, to doing whatever you were doing before. And so Notice what your energy is before you actually sit down, before you take that first bite of food. Are you in a calm state? Are you in a peaceful state? Because if you're not, your energy during that mealtime is not going to be one of awareness and peace. It's going to be one of frantic and hurried. And when you eat like that, there's no way you can tune into your hunger and fullness cues. So really, really notice your energy. And one rule I heard from someone, they were like, I don't eat unless my energy is in a calm place. So if I've had a really stressful day, I do a little meditation before I do my breath work before I do a little yoga practice before, because if I'm not in a good energy place, when you don't digest your food as well, you're not going to notice if you're hungry or you're full or you're just emotionally stuffing. And three, when you're in that state, you're not going to actually enjoy the meal. And so when you're not having joy and fulfillment with your meals, you'll often turn to eating more because you haven't had the fulfillment of food. You haven't had awareness or presence during those meals and you re for more food and you crave more food because you haven't had the enjoyment of a, of a peaceful, calm, present meal. So that's number number two is really calming down before those meals. Number three, set an intention. And so this goes back to calming down, but also just having awareness before your meals. Are you just kind of going through the motions with, with meals? Are you intentional with your meals? Ask yourself these things. Maybe you need to start to start meals by setting the intention of, I am present and I am aware. Or I really love, Gabby Bernstein gave me this affirmation in one of her courses. I love my food. My food loves me. Such a simple affirmation, a little prayer you can say before your meals. As a reminder, especially my fellow females out there who struggle with that relationship with food, this can be a good reminder that food is really here to nourish us. It's here for our benefit. It's not here to harm our bodies. It's not here to cause wear and tear, to cause us to be fat. It's here to nourish us and to give us energy and to give us health and vibrance. So remind yourself of that before that meal. I love my food. My food loves me. Maybe you need to do a little meditation, you know, a little prayer. A lot of people pray before their meals. If you're religious, you can do this. Pray over your food. Meditate over your food. What do you want that food to really do for your body? By Having awareness of what you're putting into your body, thinking about the food and being in a calmer state, you're going to digest your food better. You're going to absorb more of the nutrients from it. 
And because you're more efficiently absorbing nutrients, you're going to have less cravings because you're not sitting there malnourished, malabsorbing all of these things. When you absorb your nutrients, you have less cravings. When you're eating the right nutrients, you have less cravings. So it's easier to tune into those hunger and fullness cues when you're not just chronically starved because your body's starving of nutrients. The fourth thing you really want to do is chewing your food 20 times. And I know this is like the hardest thing in the world to do. I definitely don't do it at every meal. I still struggle to do it. Me talking about it is a good reminder for me to start doing it again. But I use this example as I used to do this oatmeal protein oatmeal bowl before work every day when I was working as a dietitian. And I would slam that bowl of oatmeal so fast, leave for work, be hungry on the way to work, grab an apple or a piece of fruit out out my way out the door. And then I'd be eating my snacks in my lunch bag by like 9am at work, 8am at work. Like I was just so hungry all the time. And I heard this at a conference once. They're like, you need to chew your food 20 to 30 times. I had heard it before, but they talked about how the chewing your food that many times actually helps you absorb more nutrients and it helps you signal those hunger and fullness cues. And I was like, okay, I understand why I need to do it a little bit better now. I'm going to actually try it. And I sat down with this bowl of oatmeal that I had every other morning, every single morning, the same bowl. And I shit you not, I was full halfway through that bowl of oatmeal. And I sat there and I was like, wait, what? I, I feel my fullness. I never, I, I literally had never had my fullness cues go off. Like, and be like, nope, you're done. You're good. You've eaten what your body needs. You can save the rest for later. I had never had that happen before. And so slow down with your meals. Really be intentional about how many times you're chewing your food. Practice chewing 20 to 30 times. Set that, that spoon down in between bites. So that you're really, one, absorbing those nutrients better, but you're able to tune into those hunger and fullness cues as well. The next thing I want to talk about is setting yourself up for success. So I talked about planning ahead, but also thinking about what foods are you incorporating? Are you eating foods that are actually hijacking your brain and making it really hard for you to tune into your hunger and fullness cues? So use the example of like high sugar foods, high fat foods, that really don't have a lot of nourishment. Maybe you're eating fast food, maybe it's candy, maybe you know when we consume things like pizza or pastas, things that don't have a lot of other nourish don't have a lot of nourishment in general. Those things are the things that can really hijack our brains and give us the you know the the reward center will go off. So it'll give us that reward feeling and it'll make us want to have more. So high sugar, high fat foods, we really want to watch out for. It's really hard to be mindful with these foods. And for certain people, it can be intensified by um, an imbalanced gut microbiome. So some people who have certain types of bacteria in your gut, those bacteria can impact the foods you actually crave. So for me, there was a time in my life where I was eating I literally, if I had one cookie, I had eight. Like there was no just have one or take a bite or have a half of a cookie. Like I would have a half a cookie and then I would come home, come back for 14 more halves. Like there was just no stopping. And it was before I did my gut reset. And I'm going to be launching a course, shameless plug, for gut microbiome reset 
because it is such an impactful thing for cravings, for depression, for anxiety, for brain health. For me, I experienced a lot of brain fog when I had an imbalance in my gut microbiome, a bad bacteria overgrowth, and leaky gut was my case. But I will be launching a course on that. If you want to get on the wait list for that, shoot me a DM on Instagram, email me. I'll put my email in the show notes. Um, but let a sister know. If you feel like you're struggling with your gut health, this may be something that's helpful for you. So back to back to the gut health. If you're having an overgrowth of the bad bacteria, they can actually make you want more of the high sugar, high fat foods. And so simple things you can do to improve your gut health without doing a full gut reset or number one just simply reducing the high sugar foods and high fat foods will reduce the food supply for those certain types of bacteria that can intensify cravings and really hijack your meals number two incorporate high fiber foods so have half of your plate be non-starchy vegetables not only is that going to help you be more mindful during meals because if you're chewing each bite of non-starchy vegetables 20 to 30 times, I guarantee you, you're going to feel a lot fuller than if you were eating a bowl of pasta with no vegetables or if you were eating something like pizza. Those vegetables are really going to give your body the nourishment to help you feel full and satisfied, but they're also going to feed those good bacteria in the gut. And that can help over time promote the good bacteria that don't crave all of the sugar and fat. In addition to increasing your fiber, you can incorporate probiotic foods. So probiotic foods are the bacteria in that. Probiotic foods are foods that contain bacteria or or supplements that have bacteria that are going to help populate the good bacteria in your gut. So things like kombucha, kimchi, uh, kefir are all really great examples. Sauerkraut that's homemade or that is live and active in the cultures. Um, You don't want to get the stuff that's been pasteurized. Yogurt can be a probiotic food as well, so long as you don't have a dairy intolerance. Um, So just be be mindful of what what you're using for your probiotic foods and, and incorporating those on a daily basis can be really beneficial. Otherwise, taking a probiotic supplement. Um, I will link one of my favorite blog articles in the show notes that I wrote a few months ago that can really help you with choosing the right probiotics if that is an avenue that you want to go down. So then in addition to gut health, there's tons of other things that can actually hijack your brain when it comes to food. One that I've been experiencing quite a bit lately is sleep. So when we're not feeling like we're getting the energy and the rest we need from a good night of sleep, we can often turn to food. So be aware of how has your sleep been and that can really throw off your hunger and fullness cues. For me, when I am sleep deprived, I feel hungry all the time and I find myself eating a lot more of the high carb, sweet, starchy foods because that's what my body thinks it needs to feel energized or what it believes will give it energy. In the long run, it really doesn't give me any more energy. It probably makes me feel more sluggish, but that's what my body thinks I need or my brain thinks I need. And so that's a connection I've made is that when I'm really sleep deprived, I eat everything. Um, And then stress is another one because when we're under stress, we actually throw ourselves more on the blood sugar roller coaster where we have more cortisol, we have less insulin sensitivity, our hormones just get a little thrown off. And so we tend to eat more because we have this release of cortisol, which releases sugar into our bloodstream because when we're, we release cortisol, our bodies believe that we're, you know, like we're a thousand years ago when we had, we faced a bear. So 
I'm going to use an example. I'm explaining this really poorly. Let's say a thousand years ago, you were your flight or fight response. Most people have heard of this before. So you were probably in some sort of imminent danger. Like if your body tossed out cortisol, it meant that you were either going to have to run from this freaking bear or fight it or the tiger or, you know, your enemy, whatever it was. This is what happened a thousand years ago. And so our bodies are programmed that when we get triggered, when stress triggers us, we release cortisol and blood sugar into our bloodstream so that we have this quick source of energy so that we can either run the fuck away from this bear or fight it. The problem is now we just release sugar and we don't use it. We're sitting at our desk stressed the fuck out because our coworker emailed us and now we had bad news or whatever the hell happened. And we're freaking out inside, but we don't need the sugar. So we throw ourselves on a blood sugar roller coaster. And when we have these big big fluctuations in our blood sugars, So when you have this rise in your blood sugar and then your body takes care of that sugar, it realizes you're not going to use it. It stores it again. When our blood sugars drop back down, we feel hungry. And so you have this, you know, this, this, these fluctuations that cause you to feel hungrier throughout the day. So be mindful of, are you being triggered constantly at work? Are you under a lot of stress? What can you do to manage that stress? Meditation in the morning has been my number one way to feel calm and zen all the time. I honestly can say the days I meditate, I feel so much better when I have triggers or something that is stressful in my life and I don't feel this big need to panic. So be mindful. Are you setting yourself up for success when it comes to stress? The other thing I want to talk about is what's your relationship with food? Because if you're sitting here listening to this thinking, well, can I just be mindful with pizza all the time? Don't get me wrong. A slice of pizza once in a while is not the end of the world. Like, great. Enjoy the pizza. Personally, I would go for the brownie any day over pizza, but I'm going to use pizza as an example. Like, how are you approaching those meals? What are you thinking about when it comes to food? If you're constantly thinking about like, I don't want to eat vegetables because they are healthy and they don't taste as good as pizza. Or maybe you're focusing just on the calories. You're like, well, I'm just going to eat, you know, 1200 calories and I can't eat the extra serving of broccoli because it's an extra 100 calories. Like these are extremes I was in. So so it may sound silly to you, but I'm, I'm sure someone out there listening has had a similar experience. But if you're sitting there and your relationship with food is that, You only focus on the calories and how it tastes, and you're not focusing on how that food actually makes you feel. It's really hard to be mindful and be connected to our relationship with food and be in tune with how food impacts us when we have no awareness of how it makes us feel. But when we start to shift into this relationship of focusing on gosh, I know when I eat the vegetables and I know when I eat this, I have so much more energy. It makes it so much more easy to set yourself up for success by choosing the right foods because you notice that the greens make you feel more energized. You notice that eating lean proteins and healthy fats makes you feel vibrant. And you stop craving the other stuff because you start to shift your gut bacteria. You start to shift your blood sugars. You start to shift your taste buds, your taste buds actually change. And it makes it a lot easier to be mindful when you notice how the food is impacting your energy level and your vibrancy. The other things I want to talk about are more of the emotional pieces. 
So a lot of us are not mindful with food because of something else in our in our upbringing or our current state that is causing us to avoid avoid the relationship with food or or not pay attention to to why we're eating or why we're stuffing. And so I had a friend reach out to me the other day and she asked, you know, I just find myself really overindulging when I eat X, Y, and Z. Maybe it was, let's just say beer and pizza. And, and I have a lot of people reach out to me with the same, the same question. Like, how do I just be more mindful or how do I switch to like bubbly water and kale chips? Like the the ultimate goal of, of craving those things. Right. And I think a lot of us forget that that food can be a way to numb out. Like because it triggers our reward center, it makes us feel good for that short amount of time. And so for me, food was what I use. And I've talked about this in my numbing out episode. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. But food was what I used to emotionally avoid. And so I, when I felt depressed or I felt sad or I felt angry, I turned to food to stuff down those emotions because I just didn't want to feel those feelings. And so what can you, you know, some questions you can ask yourself are one, what are, what am I emotionally avoiding? What am I not wanting to process? Because that might, that might be why you're not choosing to eat mindfully. Or maybe it's how is my relationship with food a reflection of my life? So maybe another example I, I love from my own life, always from my own life, is why am I rushing through meals so quickly? And I realized I was rushing forcing, pushing to get to my next goal, to get to the next phase of life, to get to the next shiny object I was chasing, whatever it may be. And so I wasn't enjoying that meal. I wasn't enjoying the present moment. I wasn't enjoying my life exactly where I was at because I was rushing in the next thing and it included meals. So maybe I just needed to start working on being more present in all areas of my life, not just meals. Number three is, is what was your relationship with food as a kiddo? Did you have family members with disordered eating? Or are there associations from childhood that you have with food? So every time you had movie night, did you think you needed also to grab seven treats from the gas station as you rented the movie? Personal experience again. Maybe it was that you had a parent that was chronically dieting. So at the table, they were always comparing their plate to your, you know, maybe your dad was comparing his plate, comparing his plate to your mom's or your mom was comparing her plate to your dad's. Or maybe they had a lot of language of like, no, we can't eat that. We don't eat that. And there was a lot of shame and guilt around food. And so now when you have, going back to that beer and pizza example, now when you have the beer and pizza, you have a lot of shame and guilt when you have those those indulgences and you go overboard with them because you've already had one slice or one beer or one treat. And so now you feel guilty and shameful. So why not just eat the whole thing because you're a, you're a failure already. So be aware of of the subconscious conversation that's happening in your brain when those things occur. The other thing to be mindful of is, are there triggers for you? So maybe maybe sleep is a trigger. Maybe you're not even feeling hungry, but your brain says, I need energy and you're reaching for the chips. Maybe you're watching a commercial and you see a picture of a fast food burger and on a conscious level, 
you know you're not hungry, but subconsciously your brain tells you you're hungry and all of a sudden those those feelings of hunger start to creep in. Or maybe there's social, social situations where you are attending something, you just had dinner, you weren't aware that there was going to be food present and all of a sudden you see this amazing looking food and you feel starving again. As maybe there are triggers that are triggering, triggering you to feel hungry even when you're not necessarily feeling like you need food. Maybe you just had a meal. And then last but not least, are you aware of your hunger and fullness cues? So many women and men become disconnected from their actual feelings. So we don't even realize when we're hungry or full or we feel hungry all the time or we feel full all the time. We're not connected connected to sensations in our body. This can also happen with emotions. And so oftentimes when we're disconnected to those hunger and fullness cues, we're also disconnected to other things like our emotions. So start to notice, do I feel hungry? Do I feel full? When I'm feeling angry, do I also feel that angry in places that anger in places in my body or am I just feeling it in my mind? Or even using happy examples, you know, when I feel really excited, do I feel it in my whole body or am I only feeling it in my head? If you're only feeling it in your head, it may be that you've disconnected from the rest of your body because of some sort of trauma. And I would really encourage you to connect with a psychologist or a therapist to work through like why are you not connected to other sensations in your body otherwise another thing you can do is just starting to journal you know before meals how hungry am I but after meals how full am I to start to gain some awareness around how you are really feeling what those sensations are start to connect emotions to how you feel in your body drop in and start to feel where you feel tension, where you feel lightness, where you feel tingling or whatever the sensation may be when you're feeling emotions just starting to drop into your body to see how it feels. When we're really connected and in tune with how our body feels, it's easier to know when we're hungry and full. It's easier to respond to those foods that don't make us feel well and say, hey, that made me feel like crap. Or maybe you had a salad and all of a sudden you feel really high energy and vibrant and you're eating well and your skin is feeling clear and you're feeling higher energy levels, like you can make those connections. So that's all I have for you guys on eating mindfully, but I hope this helps some of you bring awareness to why you are either not tuning into the hunger and fullness cues, why you're maybe overeating, rushing through meals, feeling super strong cravings, tuning into what makes your body feel good and all of the things. At the end of this, I really do hope you guys have a better relationship with food. And if you're interested in working with me through some of these issues, I have some courses and and content that may be helpful for you. Reach out, shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email at dietitiandaydreams at gmail.com. Sending you all the love and magic. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You have no idea how much I appreciate and love all of your support. Now, if you haven't left a review yet, there is still time to get your name in the drawing for the gift basket. It's going to have all of my favorite personal development books, some Four Sigmatic Coffee, which I absolutely love, and a few more of my favorite goodies. So please, 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 if you love this podcast, if you've loved this episode, if it helps you at all, please leave and write 
words. <laughs> Please leave a review so we can get this message out to more people. Second, I still have a few spots left in my one-on-one life coaching program, Become Magnetic. If you're interested in that, please pop over the show notes and let's jump on a call so you can schedule your one-on-one free discovery call there. And that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for tuning in.